The sermon preached at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, member of the Wells, on April 5, 2015, based on Isaiah 25, verses 7 through 9. Please stand. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The word from God through which the Holy Spirit works in us that Easter joy is Isaiah 25, verses 7 through 9. On this mountain he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all people, the sheet that covers all nations. He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove his people's disgrace from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. In that day they will say, Surely this is our God. We trusted in him and he saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. This is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints, washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. Death is frightening. And maybe the best evidence of that is the way we try to cover it up. Death is frightening. And yet cemeteries are one of those beautiful places. On the surface, it looks as good as any park or garden could. Funeral homes present a caring, comforting, family-like atmosphere. And as soon as someone dies, the way we talk about them turns to the better. Even scoundrels get eulogized. Speak no ill of the dead, they say. And that's not just uh, an American custom comes from the Latin, de mortuis nihil nisi bonum. And if it's in Latin, you know it's been around for a long time. Death is frightening. And rightly so. God created Adam and Eve to live forever. Death was not his intent. Death came because of sin. The wages of sin is death, the Bible declares. Maybe that's why we feel so compelled to speak well of those who died, no matter how bad they might have been. Our conscience knows our own sinfulness. Our conscience accuses us. But if we can find something good in that person who died, maybe there's hope for us, our conscience sort of reasons. How often don't people say they're in a better place? They're no longer suffering. They say that no matter what kind of person it was. Because that seems to take the sting out of death. That seems to dim the edges so it doesn't feel so sharp. Then maybe there's hope for us, we think. If even that kind of person we can find something good to say about, maybe there's hope for us. If most everyone goes to a better place, then maybe I don't need to be so concerned about the day of my death and being ready. But remember that Bible passage, 
the wages of sin is death. Death is so frightening because that is what we have rightly earned. That's what wages are. Wages is what a person earns. I, by my sin, have earned God's righteous anger and just punishment. I have earned hell. And so have you, dear fellow sinners. The wages of sin is death. And as excruciating as this life can be at times, as excruciating, for example, as the last stages of terminal cancer can be, hell is far worse. The Bible at the end of Isaiah describes hell as that place where their worm will not die, nor will their fire be quenched. Jesus describes it as the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Even though those words, there will be a better place, are said no matter who has died, very few end up in a better place. Many suffer much more after death than they ever have in this life, and that suffering never ends. Jesus himself said, Wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the way that leads to life, and only a few find it. Which path are you on? Only one has conquered death. Only one has ripped apart that shroud and shattered death's chains. Rather than the grave swallowing him, he swallowed up death in victory. Jesus, Jesus has risen. He has risen indeed and he gives. He freely gives us that victory. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord, that passage concludes. Now, this does not undo Jesus' words that many are on that broad and easy path to hell. The way to life is narrow. In fact, it goes only through Jesus. No other path, no other way leads to life. Everything else brings death. Jesus alone is the way. To say that someone is in a better place, even though they did not follow Jesus, is a deadly, dangerous lie. But for you who follow Jesus, for you who trust in him, who trust in him as your crucified Savior, you who trust his blood, that has paid for your sins and has redeemed you to be his own, you who with Thomas confess that Jesus is your God and your Lord, for you there is a better place, a much better place, where he wipes every tear from your eyes, where you will be before the throne of God in his blessed presence forever, where you will be free from all that harms and destroys, all that saddens and pains, where you will be with Jesus forever. Easter celebrates 
our Lord's victorious resurrection. He has swallowed up death itself. And he has done that for you. For you see, those wages of sin that we rightly earned, he took that on himself. He suffered what we deserved. And in that way, he redeemed you. He paid the price that sets you free from those wages. He has paid the price so that you are his very own. Your sin has been paid up in full. Believe that, for Jesus has risen. His resurrection is God's verdict that he forgives you because of Jesus. In Christ, you are justified. He has risen from the dead. So believe this good news. Believe it with all your heart, for your Redeemer lives. Yes, Easter celebrates our Lord's victorious resurrection. And just as the first fruits of the, of the harvest is the promise that there will be much more coming out of the field, so also our Lord's resurrection is the promise of your resurrection and mine. He has swallowed up death, so death has lost its power to truly frighten and terrify us. Jesus has swallowed up death in victory. And he will raise us from the grave. He will raise up so that we see him with our own eyes. Know that your Redeemer lives. He will not abandon our bodies to the grave, but he will raise them and glorify them, for he has purchased you to be his own. He has ransomed, he has redeemed you, and he will take you home. Believe, for your Savior, your Redeemer, lives. All those who fall asleep in Jesus, those who die trusting in Jesus, faithful to the end, they are with Jesus. They are in a better place. No doubt about it at all. They are in a better place. Not because that makes us feel better to think that way. Not because we can find something good to say about them. No, they are in a better place because of Jesus. When one of his faithful children is called home to heaven, they are with Jesus in paradise from that very moment. Jesus takes their soul to be with him. And then when he comes again on the last day, he will raise their body and glorify it like unto his glorious body. And then we and all of God's people will be with our Lord forever in the eternal Alleluia. So, dear friends, keep your eyes on Jesus and say with Isaiah, Surely this is our God. We trusted in him, and he saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.